Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back, everybody. It's the HBO Boys Podcast. We are getting close to the end now of our Barry Season 1 Recap and Review Podcast in preparation for a upcoming Barry Season 3. We're going through the first two seasons today. Season 1, Episode 6, Listen With Your Ears, React With Your Face. Directed by Hiro Murai and written by Emily Heller. Wow. You killed those names. You killed that intro, honestly, 100%. And another Gene Cousineau line. 100%. 105%, actually. And okay. another Gene Cousineau <laughs> line. Listen with your ears. React with your face. I am Ryan joining you, as always, on this Barry adventure. And this time, we thought it would be fun. We brought Chad along for the ride. If you're listening to the WandaVision podcast with James and Chad at the moment, you'll know him from those but uh, he's never watched any of Barry. He barely knows what it's about. <laughs> and we just thought it'd be fun to bring Chad along and just like explain the episode to him. Say hi, Chad. Hey, guys. I'm very prepared to be very confused. Yeah. Before we start, like, Chad, do you have any experience? Like, have you done anything in theater? Like, on stage? Like, No. Like, aside Not... from the skit, the skit, the YouTube skit show we used to do as kids. But, like, did you ever do right. a live performance? No, the, the, I was just about to say the only thing I've done is is like backyard videos with you guys uh, growing up. Nothing live, nothing. In fact, I had a, a uh, I had one word that I had to say on stage once and I went out on stage and I did not say the word. What was the word? What? So you just stood there? I just stood there. What was the word, Chad? <laughs> it was breakfast. That's not a very hard <laughs> word to remember. That's one no, of the major not. major meals that everyone has in a day, and you and you did not remember that word? Did you just stand there in silence? Did everyone leave? I remembered the word, Ryan. I just uh-huh. didn't say it. <laughs> because you chose not to? Or? Interesting. Because I, I um, was very nervous. I was in front of a lot of people, and it was a new experience for me, and I was very young. How old were you? Was this elementary school? This was elementary school, yeah. Okay, well, okay. secondarily, uh, Chad, <laughs> pra- you're not a great actor, okay? You're not great with stage presence and all of that. But uh, perhaps this one will be more in your lane. Have you ever been a hired assassin? I'm not at liberty to discuss this. Yes and yes. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> That's interesting. Because, you know, like, Ryan and I both uh, did musicals in high school, and then Ryan was a big uh, drumline guy in college, and then I also did a bit of legitimate theater one year in college but so chat what would you ever sing karaoke in front of an audience or anything like that oh yeah i've done that there you go that's kind of like performing wait so this show has something to do with performing and murder that's correct that's exactly that's right that's, that's the, the whole show that's the nutshell of it oh. yeah that's why we're asking you these very specific questions i was confused <laughs> i bet that's gonna be a throughway. i think of this entire show <laughs> 
This is nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Before we get started, guys, by the way, we have a Patreon where for a dollar or more, you can get bonus content as well as a Discord for patrons only where you can talk to Ryan and I, uh, and you get your name shouted out at the end of each show. So go check that out. Most recently, we had a conversation about uh, the Golden Globes and... Uh, we were totally wrong. One of the one of our one of our biggest locks on the Golden Globes was that for sure Hamilton was going to win. And oh it yeah, didn't. that was the easy bet, and it didn't happen. It lost to Borat. Our boy Matthew Reese, who played Perry Mason, didn't win. We didn't think he was going to. We just wanted it very badly. But yeah, uh, although did you watch any of the Golden Globes? I'm gonna just like keep moving on with this sentence because I know you didn't. The Golden Globes, it was yeah. awful. For a large part of it, they just had people on Zoom calls on separate laptops pointed at each other and were like, now you guys do small talk. And the best <laughs> part of it by far was that as Jason Sudeikis was getting his Golden Globe for lead actor in a series in Ted Lasso, he was just very obviously on drugs in a hoodie and playing video games and he could not be bothered to look at the camera. He, he was, his vibe was, when is this done? I'm on a kill streak. Wait, uh, I just need a point of clarification. Sure. Did you say that Borat beat Hamilton? That's correct. The only time Hamilton has lost an award was to Borat. Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda shivved Sasha Brand Cohen. They both have three names. That's another point of contention. <laughs> there can be only one. Okay, James, describe this episode of Barry. <laughs> Episode 6 opens up with Fuchs and Barry planning out their next hit. So the whole raid on the drug warehouse was to lure out these Bolivian gangsters to, like, come to L.A. to assess the situation. So the plan is, when their drug plane lands on the desert airstrip, Barry will snipe them from afar. A a pretty easy, very well laid out plan uh, that they're coming up with here. Yeah. And James, like you said last episode, Barry is trying to sell the, hey, you should just like take Taylor and have him be your murderer so I can get on out of here and move on with my actor and be with Sally and get a bunch of Oscars life. He's your man. If he can't do it, nobody can. And Fuchs says that's a terrible plan. He's a terrible idiot. And also he is asking verbatim for a hot tub in the area where we're about to kill a bunch of Bolivians. So yeah, he's he's got a lot of bad ideas. Terrible <laughs> ideas that Barry's just uh, like, these are perfect ideas. Taylor wants to either... Shoot the airplane with an RPG, mm. or once the airplane lands, just, like, run up to it with machine guns and kill them like an action movie. Yeah, guns a-blazing. Now, Chad, what do you think of this first part of this? What, what do you, what's your vibes on I was going to say, Chad, what do you think here? So, so Barry accidentally got hitched to, like, this psycho killer. So he's trying to do, like, the smooth criminal thing, but he's got this, like, John Rambo guy now. And uh, his business partner says to kill John Rambo. But Barry doesn't want to do it because he doesn't like to kill people needlessly. But this guy is kind of a liability. So what do you think, Chad? Kill him or don't kill him? Well, I mean, it seems like he has some kind of moral code that he doesn't want to break. Yes. Taylor, the guy that we're talking about, was also a Marine in the past, as Barry was, by the way. And Barry has this weird, like, line in the sand of, I'll kill bad people, but good people I won't kill. And the definition of good is a moving target. And it's also pointed out that even though 
like Taylor might be like an idiot psycho. He is like actually pretty kind to Barry in most of the scenes they have together. He's just like too dumb to understand like when he's imposing on Barry, basically. Yeah, and he will also probably get them all killed. Oh. Yeah, his ideas are really dangerous and stupid. But but not a bad guy. I mean, the blood's already on your hands, right? I mean, take him out. Yep. See. If if, if if it's kill or be killed in this situation, isn't it? I believe it is. Kinda, Look at this. Yeah. Chad Chad is is uh <laughs> fucking blood and bones on this i like it <laughs> then we get a scene of the chechnyan mobsters goran and hank are talking about like how they're very pleased with how things are going with barry but their scary like skull-faced associate vasha has been following barry around of his own volition nobody told him to he's been staking out barry and sally's house because he saw that they hooked up and he wants to either kill barry or kill sally to get revenge because one of the gangsters that Barry killed in self-defense was Vasha's brother. And Gordon and Noah Hank have no empathy for him. They're like, whatever, get over your dead brother. We like Barry now, all right? So just forget about your revenge. We have our own thing going now. You're a really scary, weird dude. Just go back to your job of cutting up corpses. Don't take pictures. Stick to what you're good at. Take this as an opportunity, Okay, you can put on your apron. You love wearing the apron and the mask and looking weird. You're going to be chopping bodies up all the time now. We got to look at all the bodies on the ground that Barry did, by the way. Barry and Taylor, they don't know about Taylor, but Barry took the stash house for us. We're not going to kill Taylor. Okay. Oh, by the way, stop following Barry. Stop following Sally. Stop taking pictures of them. You're just providing evidence to someone in the future. You dumb, dumb idiot. Noho Hank did that with the lipstick camera. I got mad at him for doing that that one time, okay, in the past. Stop doing things that have already happened and are already dumb. Oh, I, I have another right. through line to involve Chad here. So, Chad, I, I remember, uh, you know, you and I used to watch a lot of old TV, and one of the shows was Happy Days. And so you yeah. remember the Fonz played, played by uh, Henry Winkler. There Henry is. Winkler, right? And you're mm-hmm. aware that he kind of had like a late in life, like renaissance where he, he started taking a lot of comedy roles. Have you seen him in anything? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, I saw him in, in a scary movie, was it? <laughs> but not, no. Was he in, was he in a scary movie? Oh, yeah. I think he was in scary movie. Yeah. He gets straight stabbed. Yeah. He gets stabbed with, also, a, with a pair of scissors. He's the coach and the water boy. That's correct. Oh, you're right. He's there too. Well, we're glad so that you like him. he's in this show? Yeah, we're, that's why we're glad that you like him. He's Because he's coming is up. Is this a comedy? <laughs> it is. This is a, this is a dramedy. What a good question to ask, Chad. In fact, <laughs> like you are coming in here with not knowing anything, and you've asked the most pertinent question, I think, right off the bat. Is it a comedy? We have not answered that yet. Oh. So it's one of those shows. It's one of those shows. It like it like straddles the line between comedy and drama. Yeah, it's on the fence, and the fence is impaling anyone who's on it. Okay. Next up, we get. <laughs> next up, we get murder detective Moss. That's what they call like themselves. Waking up in bed next to Gene Cousineau, played by Henry Winkler. So, like, he did seal the deal, and we find out this isn't even like the first time. They've been going at it for a while, and they have a bit of a heart-to-heart here where Gene basically says, like, you're only still investigating my acting class, and and he gives two reasons. One, you're doing it so that you can continue to see me, but then two, you're doing it because then you have to maintain a professional distance from me since I'm, like, part of your investigation, and and we can't take this to a, a more serious level. 
because like you're still involved with this murder case that may or may not have something to do with my acting class. And uh, she denies it and says like, no, that has nothing to do with it, but we really do need to stop seeing each other. It shows an amount of emotional intelligence on Gene Kuzno's part that he hasn't previously shown, which is interesting, but also her instincts in this moment, I think are very good. Like, you know, the, entirety of the police station is laughing at her for still going at this acting class they don't know about the gene kusno thing and her banging them and that making it a bit more complicated but perhaps why she wants to keep the acting class around but also a part of her gut knows that it has something to do with ryan madison's murder and by the way you know barry is in the class so that makes a lot of sense so i mean her instincts are right but also she has to kind of get rid of gene kusno because he is an obvious liability i just want to say chad just shared something to the chat and it's a a beautiful mock-up of the upcoming online streaming service uh hbo plus which is going to be the streaming service after hbo plus and disney max merge which i have uh very clear insider information from someone very high up in uh in in one of those companies who says that that will happen soon and so i'll be sending i'll be passing chad's logo along to them is it Um, mickey (laughs) is it mickey who you know is and is he your neighbor (laughs) yeah answer the question james well, you guys are going to feel really stupid about teasing me here after all this comes to light here. <laughs> I don't think I will. So, a point of clarification. She's no. sleeping with the Fonz because she wants to get closer to the acting group? No, no, no. No, no, no. She's getting closer to the acting group because she is falling for the Fonz. Obviously. I see. And Because see. while the Fonz is coming off as a bit of a joke every now and again, he is, you know... Slightly endearing. It, I, I guess I still kind of struggle to see the conflict. I mean, she well, likes him. you haven't him. watched the show, Chad. <laughs> You're right. I, I'm well, struggling yeah, Chad, to see she, any of it. She, she likes him, but so long as there's an active investigation going on that might involve him or, or someone in his orbit, it's not proper or professional for her to be carrying on a romantic relationship with him. Is she the detective? Yeah. No, she the Fonz. Oh, Chad. I missed that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, that's I don't know an why important I'm coming detail. at you so hard about not understanding a show you haven't watched. James, keep going. <laughs> I love the next scene where it's Barry at Psycho Killer Taylor's house, and he's trying to basically let Taylor down easy. Like, hey, I don't want to work with you anymore. Your insane ideas are not going to work out. But listen, like, I think. You could make a lot of good money working with Fuchs. And like, I don't, I don't want to be an assassin anymore. You do. So you take my position with my handler Fuchs and, and I'll just go off and be an actor. And, and Taylor kind of basically worms it all out of him in his like very stoic, like creepy way. He's just like, so what? You don't want to kill anymore? No. But this guy Fuchs is making you. Yeah. And you want to be an actor? Yeah. Okay. Kill Fuchs and be an actor. Live your life. And I was like, wow, this is actually pretty good advice. It's decent (laughs) advice. And by the way, like Barry's eyes open in a way where like he has kind of thought about it a little bit, but like it hasn't been put in front of him as simply as that. And his eyes open like, I mean, is that even like a possibility? This is the first time Barry has ever thought 
of or have been presented with killing Swackhammer from Space Jam. Do you guys remember Space Jam where the Monstars are like, wait, why are we working for this uh, Danny DeVito character who's very small? We can just kick him. Why didn't we just kick him from the beginning? And Fuchs is that Swackhammer. By the way, I had to look up Danny DeVito's character in Space Jam uh, because I didn't believe that that was his name. It's the best, I think, fictional name ever created. Swackhammer. And uh, Barry's like, you know, I I don't know if I'm going to do that. And then at the same time, Taylor... By the way, throughout this entire scene, Taylor is just watching adult entertainment like it's a a sitcom. Like, it's just like... (laughs) Watching watching porn with your friend over. Yeah, which is something everyone (laughs) does. And then... Taylor also says, you know, like, whatever, dude, I'm going to buy a hot tub. And Barry points out once more. He's like, no, the money is dirty that we took from the stash house. You can't just spend yeah. it, right? <laughs> that money needs to be laundered. And and so I don't want it, actually. I'm good. You keep it. For the love of God, don't spend it. And Barry goes to use the bathroom. And Taylor takes the stuff out of Barry's backpack. He takes his Gene Costanos acting book. And he takes his Macbeth script out of the backpack and he replaces it with the money, but then doesn't put the other stuff back. I, I guess maybe so that Barry wouldn't notice because the weight would maybe be about the same. So the, here's the dilemma, Chad. Barry can either kill his like assassin handler who keeps pushing him and even sometimes threatening him to keep him in the assassin game. And then he could quit. Mm-hmm. Or he could kill Psycho Killer Taylor and then he will no longer have him as a liability. Each one of them is saying to kill the other one. To improve Barry's situation. Weird third option. He could also kill both of them, but Barry ain't like that. He, I don't think he has it in his <laughs> right. bones to do either one of the first options, let alone the third. Uh, so Fuchs is his handler. Yeah, yeah. Fuchs is a friend of Barry's father. And he promised Barry's father in the past to take care of him. And barry's past in the marines is hazy at this point we're not 100 percent sure it didn't probably end well we don't know what happened over there but he has a lot of ptsd going on so but fuchs is like now in his mid-50s found a sense of purpose like this is something that he's good at being a handler of an assassin so he doesn't want barry to stop for selfish reasons also because you know the money is pretty good but does he have like some dirt on him or something? Like, like I don't understand why he yes. can't just walk away. Because Barry, he knows Barry is in the acting classes, and he can just walk into the acting class and be like, "Hey guys, Barry's an assassin." And Wait, that's that's the, there's other acting classes. Yeah, but not the one anyone's with Sally in it, Chad. Okay, he likes Sally. Oh, he won. Oh, okay, okay. It's a, it's a okay, lady. See, Chad. There's, there's layers. There's layers. There's layer. It's onions have layers ogres have right. layers <laughs> all the way all during this by the way barry has another daydream chad barry has daydreams that's how we see like okay. the faster future through barry's eyes and in this one it's him explaining to his grown son that he doesn't remember who fuchs is anymore and he has multiple oscars behind him on the wall he's in a swanky house and his preteens press a button and then teleport to school as an earthquake begins i'm not sure <laughs> right. why the earthquake is happening assumably <laughs> just because it's california and that's what happens in california but uh yeah this version of the future is uh is real tight okay <laughs> Just keep going, James. <laughs> so the acting class is putting on, since last episode, they're preparing for a Shakespeare exposition. Like, the, the the acting class is going to do a recital where they do scenes from Shakespeare. And 
Sally and Barry have been made scene partners, which was not their choice. Uh, actually, Sally stole the role of Lady Macbeth from whoever previously had it, which was a really shitty thing for her to do. But they're running through the scene, and Sally's actually doing, you know, a decent enough job. But Barry, just like, his acting's garbage, everything that he's done so far. And he's only got, like, one or two lines, but he just shouts them, even though it's, like, a scene where, like, Lady Macbeth is sleepwalking and Macbeth's trying not to wake her up and Barry's still, like, shouting his lines. Before all of this, by the way, before they get on stage, Barry stands up, apologizes to the class for yelling at them last time, unprompted. There was a screaming match that I'm not going to get into, Chad. (laughs) But uh, he also, by the way, (laughs) finds the brick of cash in his backpack and is like, oh, no, oh, no. And he hides it in the bathroom ceiling and then gets on the stage and is a terrible actor, as he always is, which makes Gene Cousineau get on stage and have him and Sally do a acting exercise with each other, I believe. Yeah, the acting exercise is they're just going to, like, say a line back to each other, the same line back and forth, each trying just to react to the emotionality in the other person's performance. And uh, Gene picks the absolute worst line. He's like, just go with something easy, like, I love you, which Barry does love <laughs> Sally, and it's unrequited. Like, <laughs> So he does a really good job. He yeah, he does. says he it genuinely, it. <laughs> but as Sally is saying it, Barry gets more and more depressed because it's very obvious that he's lost Sally in this moment. Okay, so once again, he's got nothing. Like, there's other acting classes. Yeah, uh, he he's still full of hope, Chad. <laughs> Gene Cousineau is, like, actually a pretty good acting teacher, and he's written a book that Barry is really impressed with. Like, like this is Barry's acting class. He doesn't want to go to another one. Okay, yeah, I think more right. so also, though, uh, your point is, is sound. I think it is that, like, Barry has never done anything for himself ever. Like, nothing that he's ever chosen to do, he's done. And, like, this is the first time that he's made a choice and been in a place. And I don't think for one second he's like, you know, there's other acting classes. I think it was so immense for him to be here in the first place that even, like, the idea of going somewhere else is as monumental as going to the first place. Is this character, like, unstable? Barry? Yeah, Yeah. kind of. Barry's, like, got some sort of mental illness going on. Because, like, he is he's not able to voice what he wants, like, at all. He he just is kind of pushed around by everyone in his life. And the moments where he does, like, self-actualize are very few and far between. But also, it's Bill Hader, so he's pretty funny. It is confusing. <laughs> Chad, you've done a little bit of acting, I know. Yeah. Because you and I together were going to make a Newgrounds Flash cartoon series. Um, what the fuck? And I wrote the pilot episode, and you animated some scenes of it, and you also recorded your lines for it, and you did a good job, I remember. Thank you. You've you done a little bit of performing. You're <laughs> not on stage, but you did some voice acting. <laughs> remember, remember that Flash cartoon, Chad? I had a big yeah. Plans no, I for actually that. I found all the raw files for it. It's still I still have it all. <laughs> I like 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 two months ago, two months ago I found a I found it for the love of God let's finish it baby it's never too yeah, late let's stop. do it let's stop do it. stop <laughs> okay Ryan if you want to be in it you can be in it I'm in it we'll just thank we'll God. just redub that's what, over that's exactly I'm pretty sure there was a, I'm pretty sure there was always a part for Ryan oh thank yeah, Christ <laughs> then I'm fine with we had now. we had <laughs> now that it has anything we had more to do characters than we had friends I'm cool oh perfect I'm one of your friends yeah I don't care what the rest of this podcast is now. Okay, so now this is the Stones pilot episode podcast. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think I remember pretty much how the episode goes. Yeah, I remember. Brady, now Brady's the one who knows nothing about what's going on. That's do you, <laughs> you think that's a bad? I'm that's my normal state. That's where I live, baby. That's my home. <laughs> After acting class wraps up, Vasha, the Chechenian assassin from earlier, who is still tailing both Barry and Sally, even though he's been told not to. It's funny, basically everybody in this show, like, catches the acting bug at some point, and, like, as he's walking through the auditorium, like, he stands up on stage and starts singing in Chechnyan, apropos of nothing. While he's doing that, Barry is driving away. He gets calls, one from Fuchs asking if he's killed Taylor, the second one from Taylor saying that, you know, he just bought a hot tub, so you have to split with me the hot tub. I used the money you told me not to use, I bought a hot tub. Anyway... You gotta split it with me. Also, by the way, have you killed Fuchs? And Barry is just like medium mad about all of this, but it doesn't matter. Back in the acting class, Sally is in danger because Apron Guy is stalking her. As she's leaving, Vasha tails after her, but Detective Moss shows up, having taken down the theater stuff from her like board of suspects, which now opens her up to pursue a relationship with Jean, yeah. right? If it's no longer part of the investigation. All of the detectives are like clapping and happy for her that she's given up this acting class thing. It has obviously nothing to do with the murder, and she was just being crazy about it. And so she's going to tell Jean the good news. And by the way, this is all after Sally goes in to ask Jean Kusno. She's already stolen the part of Lady Macbeth from Darcy Carden's character. She is now yes. asking to steal. Now she's going to steal Macbeth, Macbeth from Macbeth. She wants to be Macbeth now. <laughs> right. I forgot about that. So she's investigating one of Barry's murders. Detective she's, yeah, Moss. She's, she's yes. just, she doesn't realize it, but she's on she's on Barry's case, but she doesn't know it. Yeah. A person in the acting class named Ryan Madison was stooking Gorin, the Chechnyan crime boss's wife. And so they put out on a hit for Ryan Madison in the first episode. They hired Barry to do said hit. He came to Los Angeles to do it. And before he could kill him, the Chechnyan, uh, him being Ryan Madison, <laughs> like, we're really, this is basically a recap of the season as well. Yeah, go listen <laughs> to the first episode, Chad. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he's following Sally as Moss is showing up, and then Moss, like, it goes off like, oh, this dude has, like, a Chechenian accent, because they bump into each other. And uh she follows him out. He pretends not to speak English. And when she asks him, like, oh, what language do you speak then? And he bolts, and she pulls her gun and chases after him. He gets to his car where he has an automatic weapon, and there's a shootout, and Moss almost hit, but in the end she gets the better of him. But, like, he never stops shooting or putting his gun down, so she has, she kills him eventually. Yeah, rip apron guy. He's dead. Moss just shot him a bunch of times. All the while, we cut back to Sally in her car after her slight victory in a sea of failures in her recent past, listening to Fight Song. And, you know, Moss is killing a Chechenian mobster while Sally is railing into a, a song on her hype playlist. I hate that song, too. <laughs> this is my fight song. You got to admit, though, it does make you want to run away from being stabbed. But this this throws a wrench in, in Moss's plans. Because, like, as they're, like, you know, wrapping up the crime scene, Moss finds Barry's money that he had hidden in the auditorium. Gene shows up for, like, the date that they were going to have there. And he's got, like, you know, dinner with him. And, and he tries to ask Moss, he's like, what's going on? Are you okay? 
and she stonewalls him and like puts on her detective face. She's like, Mr. Cousineau, you must go home and more or less like breaks up with him on the spot. Oh, she thinks that he's the murderer. <laughs> no, I don't. Not that he's the murderer, but, but, but the investigation is back on and she cannot be, you know, fucking a dude who's surrounded with whatever murder's happening. And by the way, she was right. right. And her partner, Detective Loach, was like, hey, you just took down the photos. So, like, why did you come back here after that, you know? And he puts two and two uh. together and gets that she was having sex with Gene Kuzno. And he was like, okay, but it's over, right? And she says, yes, it's over. It's a good huh. show, Chad. You should watch it. <laughs> it is a, yeah, it is a good show. I think you'd like it. Oh, you guys like the show? That's correct. <laughs> uh, it's, it's odd. It's really like good. you, you. That's actually that's a good piece of insight there. It sounds like we don't like the show. Apparently, James. <laughs> it sounds like you don't like the show at all. You guys sounds like you guys are mocking it. No, it's a good that's, show. That's the, the tone of our whole podcast. It is. Yeah, I like. I think you would like it too. Hmm. The ending of the episode is 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 completely Kafka esque, though. It's like so nightmarish. Like, so he goes to Taylor's house and says, like, "Hey, thank you for all your lovely input." I'm just going to do my sniper plan. We're not really equipped to do, you know, a Leroy Jenkins on this one. So you just leave it to me. And then, you know, he goes back to his hotel room. And the next day when he's leaving to go do the sniper hit, Taylor's in the lobby. He's like, don't worry, man. I, I, I heard your concerns. I got what you were trying to say. And so I have now, I put a whole crew together. Of, like, other Marines who I'm now involving in our top-secret assassination, oh, including no. Barry's, like, high school friend, who is also Marine, is there. And, like, everything is going wrong. One of the dudes is like, check it out, Barry. I brought a Bushmaster and then lets a round loose in the car, like, in the parking lot. <laughs> it does not seem that, like... Sorry, what's Barry's friend's name? Chris. Ryan? And we've met Chris's family... Yes, he has a young family. The two people in the front are, you know, really psyched to go get into a gunfight. Chris thinks he's going to back Barry up at like a bar. Yeah, Chris has no idea what's happening. He's like, oh, yeah, Taylor said we gotta, we gotta scare some guys, right? And he's like, everyone else is wearing like tactical gear and Chris is just like dressed to go hang out. While Barry screams, and like they're on their way, Taylor is going way too fast. And Barry looks at Chris like, hey, man, get out of the car. But it's also like the the Barry thing where Barry like is too passive and like he doesn't have the spine to, to end things when they're in motion or to push people around. So he's like, Taylor, please get out of the car. And Taylor's like, wait, no, whatever, man, it's fine. And, and Barry, because he's Barry, just like lets it sit. So so the all the other guys were in tactical gear, but this guy is dressed like a regular dude. Yeah. <laughs> This guy and Barry are both dressed like regular dudes. Well, because Barry thought that he was going to be sniping from a window. Correct. So, so did did, yeah. did his friend not tell Barry's friend that? No, he has th- no idea what they're doing. Actually, he's like, "Oh, we got to go scare some dudes." Is he pulling him in in hopes to get him killed? No, he's just dumb. No, Taylor's just an idiot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought that that was like a like a, a move that he was taking to like show Barry that he can hurt him where like it matters no like i can get your friend very very dumb and he's like why don't we invite everybody that we know oh he's he's me in this podcast yeah a little bit i have no idea what's going on more or less yeah (laughs) which is why he doesn't get out of the car he's like barry it's fine i mean i'll I'll back you up at a bar it's not a big deal and barry's like you don't understand i was having like so much anxiety in these like last three minutes of the episode 
they're because they're shooting a lot of tight shots on like barry who's like seems like very trapped in his own body in the back of the car and they're driving to the desert airfield and barry's like hey if we're gonna take the sniper post uh it's time to turn and taylor never turns they're going straight to the, straight to the airfield straight to the landing strip and as they're going, Taylor's like, hey, I read the acting book that you left in my apartment, and it was really inspiring. I was really inspired about how he said, like, you got to take a lot of risks and do the dangerous thing. And and Taylor has taken that, which is about acting, and applied it to this situation. <laughs> and he, the plan he has put together is it's more or less like they're playing PUBG, and they're going to ram their Jeep into the other guys and, like, shoot them out the windows or something. It's not even clear. They're just driving straight to the landing strip where the plane has already landed, full of gangsters. And Barry's like, the plane's landed. Why don't we get out of here? And they just get completely fucking... It's just like playing PUBG. They get taken out immediately before they can react, and the car flips over, and that's the end of the episode. So, yeah, the plane is not supposed to be there already, and... The Suburban coming at them at 70 to 80 miles an hour is very obvious. The Bolivians, who are, by the way, coming in because their stash house just got raided and they're mad about it and they're going to do something about it, are like, okay, well, someone's coming at 80 miles per hour towards us. Shoot at them. It's very obvious that in the front seats, Taylor and Vaughn get shot up a bunch. Taylor, at least, is most likely deceased as he goes over to the side, turns the wheel all the way, and the car flips a bunch of times. So we assume that Taylor and Vaughn are dead, but Barry and Chris are alive. And Fuchs was right. Should have killed Taylor. Should have killed Taylor because he winded up dead anyway. And now, like, the real stakes are is that, like, Chris has a wife and a young child, and now he might be dead. Yeah. And it it's like, is this Barry's fault? Is his passive aggression, is his passive aggressiveness what just got Chris killed? Or is is it his his mercifulness? Yeah. Like, that, that he didn't, he wanted not to have to kill Taylor. Like He didn't see a version of this where Taylor was going to be like, you know who I should call? Everybody. It's just like, if he had been either more cold-blooded and calculating, he could have avoided this situation. Or if he just had been more assertive. Right. would been like... No, get the fuck out of here. I'm not getting into your car. Do not go to the landing strip. The actual logistics of Barry's job, he's very good at. The everything else. He just, he can't, the the people person aspect of being an assassin. (laughs) Right, which is why Fuchs matters. Like, the, all the stuff like, just kill Fuchs. And like, no, 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 like, Barry literally cannot do anything but kill people. He's bad at acting. He's bad at girls. He's bad at everything except for shooting people from long distances he's really dope at that so like uh fuchs was right should have killed taylor dumb dumb idiot so what do you think chad has has, has sitting in on this podcast made you want to watch barry at all i mean it's certainly interesting what i'm hearing i I, you know what james yeah uh, we have to talk about this we just had live uh-huh. confirmation that the way we talk about shows that we like is like we don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think in, in terms of like content, that's what people prefer. They want you to shit on things. Oh, okay. Then I guess that's fine. It's Which is why it's so good that the Snyder Cut is coming up. Cause <laughs> and Falcon gonna, and the Winter Soldier, too. That's going to be a real boon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, the show sounds really good. It kind of, it, it's, the vibe I'm getting is very Breaking Bad-esque. Yes. Is that fair yes. to say? It's more, it's, it's more comedic than Breaking Bad. Yes. The way I think about it is that, like, Breaking Bad is at, it runs at extremes and it does it very well. Like, a show that shouldn't be 
as good as it is running at like a drama nine or a comedy nine and it flipping back and forth. That's why Breaking Bad is, you know, just like one of the premier television shows of the last 100 years. Barry doesn't lean either way as hard as Breaking Bad does. It allows itself to be funnier and it allows itself to be like less dramatic simultaneously. So it just kind of like rides okay. down the middle of the road. And it's mainly because, you but know, the people re- the people writing it are Bill Hader and Alec Berg. Alec Berg are the guy <laughs> co-creator of Silicon Valley. And like they're comedy writers. And they're like, it will be funny about the the murders too. Murder's less funny. Hmm. But it still has like really heavy hits. Like obviously the car flipping over with everybody in it, and that that's a cliffhanger. Right. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a fan of like the dramedy genre, like period. You know, like, and and this I would say is a bit more serious than most dramedies. Like the, the, another big one that I really like is like The Orville, is more on the comedy side. Yes, with okay. a bit of drama. This is more on the drama side with a bit of comedy, or no, with a lot of comedy. It, yeah, I don't know. I see what you're saying on on the spectrum, yeah, on the spectrum, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I think I might check it out. I'll see if uh, if I can add it to my queue of of shows. If nothing else, you were just forced to listen to a podcast live. <laughs> well, I was forced to be in the podcast live. Yeah, that too. I don't know if that's better or worse. <laughs> okay, guys. As always, thanks for listening. If you want to go the extra mile, follow us on social media or leave us a nice review on the podcast app or. You could support the show by underwriting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash HBO boys, B-O-I-Z for a dollar or more a month. You get bonus content, a patrons only discord chat, and Ryan will shout out your name at the end of each mainstay episode. That's what I'm doing right now. Jamie Lochner, Anthony Wells, Harbaugh, Greg, Nicole, Dale and Podcast, James Rush, My Dong, Atheism Unstoppable, Chris Wood, Brinkin, Dale and Westworld, Craig, John Jurors, Major Woody, and Carol Andreas. Thank you very much for the money that you sent us for the HBO Boys. And join our Patreon. Chad's on there, too. You can ask him questions about WandaVision. They're doing a show about that. I'm still going to be doing my Hunter Hunter show. I think it's coming back next week. we got a bunch of stuff coming up. The third episode of the Talkie Boys Radio Hour, our D&D campaign. And then, uh, yeah, and then Chad and I will be back for WandaVision next week. Do you want to join us for WandaVision next week, Ryan, if the last episode? <laughs> Maybe. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.